0: personal legends Paul Merson John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin it's an exclusive off-air event so if you want to be there get onto offtheball.com forward slash events just eat the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now now turning our attention back to the Ga and to Ulster Ga. Time to say a very good morning to the former Cavan footballer, Seanie Johnston. Seanie, good morning. How are things? Morning, man, How are you? Keeping well. Thanks for joining us as per usual. We figured we'd uh, take a bit of an in-depth look to uh, head to the uh, Ulster Senior Football Championship semi-final action this weekend. So Derry versus Monaghan is at Healy Park in Omah this Saturday at five o'clock, and then on Sunday at four in Clonus is the meeting of Down and Armagh. Uh, we might as well start with the with the opening game, uh, Seanie. A figure. So Derry Monaghan in in, in Oma. This one's getting the appetite whetted, I think. A lot of people expect it to be a derry Tyrone semi-final. It hasn't panned out that way, but either way, Rory Gallagher, he probably has a few things to iron out. The goal concessions, maybe in particular, against Dublin and and, uh, Fermanagh as well will will be one of those things, Shawnee.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I suppose it's interesting. People are kind of making a correlation towards these goals are getting conceded when Conor Glass is not on the field. So um that's a big thing for Derry. Uh, I'm a big fan of this Derry team, but I, I think a huge thing for them is obviously going to be squad depth, particularly going into um the All-Ireland series where matches are coming, ticking fast. They need their best players on the field. That was probably seen in the league final. They were without McCaig, without McAvoy, without Conor Glass. So when they have... Their best 15 slash best 18 players on the field, because he doesn't tend to use too much more than that. Um, they're going to be a formidable outfit and it'll be a challenge for anyone. But when they're down one or two players, you've seen it when without McCaig, the struggle to pick up Con O'Callaghan, he had done such a good job on them in Celtic Park. And then without Glass, their defensive structure isn't just as, as compact and as strong. So keeping all their best players in the field is going to be huge for Derry.
0: You think of those big men you mentioned, Connor Glass, um, Niall Toner as well, and Brendan Rogers. A little bit naive. You felt watching that that Fermanagh match? Fermanagh seemed to go long with a lot of the kickouts early on, which just played into Derry's hands. You'd imagine if you're Vinnie Corey and you're Rory Beggin, especially this weekend, you're you're thinking about that. I mean, the long kickouts against Derry just don't seem to work most of the time.
1: Yeah, but, you know, there's risk reward too because. If you go short against Derry, you're going to be defending or you're going to be attacking against 15 bodies for literally every single attack that you have. So the idea of potentially, and it's a big it's a big word, potentially winning your long kick out gives you a better opportunity to hurt them, gives you more of a chance of getting ball into O'Hanlon, McCarran, McManus Um but like Derry are going to do, like they don't seem to change in terms of their kick-out strategy. They'll go man to man, and they'll they'll hope to pick off maybe two or three—not maybe not even that amount—maybe two short kick-outs of Rory Beggins where they'll put really real pressure on, and they'll be able to turn over one or two of them, and they'll hope to get a gold chance out of that. But look, Monaghan need to have a lot of variety in their game. Are they good enough to beat Derry? Yeah, Um do I think they will? I, I don't think they will. I, I just think this Derry team are, they're kind of on a crest of a wave. They're very, very well set up. But Mon- Monin's big thing, and they got caught on it last year, is that Derry, against the better teams, probably are going to require goals to win the game. So if Monin can keep their, you know, keep their goal intact, it gives them a far better chance of winning this game.
0: Yeah, I think it was a was it 3-12. Derry scored to Monaghan 17 points last year, so it was the goals, as you say, that that, uh, that killed them off. Like, interestingly, watching the, the both Derry and Monaghan's quarterfinal games, you see Oren Lynch and Rory Began both in that hybrid quarterback sort of role, I think people have called it, where they are getting forward to the ball a lot, and, and even we saw Began, his ball into Carl Gallagher led directly to Stephen O'Hanlon's uh, opening goal for Monaghan. Do you expect to see more of the same, both goalkeepers, utilising that kind of outfield option plenty this weekend?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, Lynch's role gets, I suppose, doesn't nearly get as much scrutiny as, as a begging. Uh, he gave that beautiful backdoor, uh, kick pass cut to Paul Cassidy for mm-hmm. the goal against Fermanagh. Uh, begging give it in for the, for Gallagher for O'Hanlon's goal. So they're both crucial parts of, uh, the defensive strategy of both teams, but also the offensive strategy of both teams. And, you know, you, you get a lot of man-marking jobs in Ulster Championship, so you'll get a lot of players that teams will want to play that quarterback role and they'll be man-marked and they won't necessarily be able to drop off. For example, if Derry go down the left-hand side, they will they will likely want to get someone on that 45-metre line to play that quarterback role. But they will probably want it to be a McGuigan or... Uh, or Nile Niall Toner or Nathan Ethan Doherty, but that's not going to happen because Monaghan will have marker for them. So that allows Lynch to tip up the field at his ease potentially and get in that role. And now these goalkeepers are so comfortable on the ball that it's going to come a stage where they're nearly going to have to be picked up from inside their own 45. Like begging is so astute Lynch is now so astute. Uh, all the top teams, or a lot of the top teams, Rafferty is now probably the best in the country at it because he has the pace to carry the ball. Now he's quicker than most uh, outfield players. I've seen him pulling away from several Calvin players at the weekend. So it's become a real, real important part of the game. And these boys are such good kick passers of the ball and finders of their own men that they're, they're really becoming a pivotal part of the attacking strategies.
0: How do the respective teams, Shawnee, handle Shane McGuigan and Conor McManus because we saw for Man try to go man for man for, for large swathes at the early part of that game with Derry and it just led to a lot of space for McGuigan and, and chances of pot shots from, from very close in uh, and then McManus we saw what he could do in, uh, against Tyrone as well just, just unbelievable uh, a lot of points from from Freeze but uh, really involved in a lot of the good things the Monaghan did so how, how do you handle those those two players?
1: Well, it's probably unlikely Derry will go too far away from what they did last year, Shane. You know, I know they went McCaig on McCarran, did a job. Like McCaig is a phenomenal player and he doesn't care about the ball. I know that sounds silly, but he he doesn't. He just wants to stop his opposing number getting on the scoreboard and it's a huge you know mentality strength of his he's just going out with completely that mindset they put McCluskey on McManus last year again he did a good job but like Derry you know when when we talk about man marking roles for Derry you're not being left 1v1 you're never being left 1v1 unless you know obviously in Crow Park they got they got caught a bit with a, a kind of high ball that went in that was going for a point and, and it got dropped short but that was like I say without McAvoy and McCaig that bit of size and their full back line but you'd imagine that they'll go McCluskey again uh, on on McManus uh, try and shore up that D area stop those little pop balls in and McManus is really really good and he's got re- so much better at winning marks because he knows if he wins a mark it's a point no, no matter where it is inside that 45 he's so accurate and he's so smart he looks in really good shape. He looks pumped up. He was uh, extremely excited in the second half against Cerrone. He's just a class act. McGuigan's a bit different because he will do he will do you know a bit different things than, than McManus. Connor's gonna stay inside, try and wait for those moments. Um you know, I know from speaking to a couple of the real top forwards in the game, they just talk about look like, I don't need to have twenty possessions, I need to get maybe five or six possessions and make the most of them. If I kick one three, I've had a brilliant game. McGuigan will come out and get involved in Derry's defensive structure. He will get out and link the play, he will be that quarterback if Monan let him. Um so he has a lot of strings to his bow. He kicked two five against Fermanagh on a very very, very good player. Those two Cullens are, are, are extremely good defenders and he caused them havoc. Now, I know Fermanagh were probably not set up as defensively as usual. They seem to go man to man a lot and that, you know, if you do that against the likes of McGuigan, he's going to hurt you. So, you know, uh, Monin, I have a decision to make with him, uh, who to decide to put on him, um, but it's a key matchup for them.
0: The and those matchups will be will be crucial. Even if you look at players like like Stephen O'Hanlon from Monaghan perspective, we saw last week the importance of of a forward just taking on your man. Like he, he decides to take on Conor Myler and it, it leads immediately to a goal. You don't see it very often in Gaelic football, but but when it happens and when it's pulled off by by, by a forward, it is lovely to see and it, it's it's an indicator, as you say, goals wins win these Ulster games more often than not.
1: Yeah, it's class to see. Uh, It's something teams don't do enough because a lot of teams are now so possession orientated, they're afraid if you go into the tackle, you'll be turned over. Now, the only thing about doing that against potentially a Derry is when he took Myler on, it was single, you know, linear line to the goal. If Mm -hmm. If he takes whoever he takes on, he's going to meet another body. Uh, and that's where you come into a bit of trouble against Derry where you just need to be really smart and you need to be able to probe them and probe them and then when you get your opportunity like Stephen O'Hanlon did you need to be able to attack that line and attack that man mark a 1v1 because what happens I think to these teams that defend with a lot of bodies is that they're now not used to defending 1v1 so every time on and get a chance with the likes of O'Hanlon and with the likes of uh, uh, Ryan O'Toole these boys that have serious serious pace and to get a 1v1, one one. I think it's important that they take that opportunity and that they're really brave in an attacking sense, because there's going to be a lot of times where they're not going to be able to do that, they're going to need to be able to probe, they're going to be need to be able to look for these pop hand passes and get runners coming hard off the shoulder, they're going to need to attack down the sidelines because Derry are going to block up that D area so you know, really, really compact and they are going to need to get in threes and fours down the sidelines, get into the 13 metre line as much as they can, because if they can get into that 13 metre line, their probability of scoring goes up substantially, so Look, these are things that they're going to be discussing all week and that's what makes for such an intriguing battle.
2: I see uh, Conor Glass is out in a lot of the papers today. He was at a launch yesterday and uh, we kind of touched on him a little bit earlier on but uh, he's obviously had a lot to say about the club final too and I'm sure there's a bit of fire in the belly off the back of that too that uh, keeps him going for the year. Um, what... We've talked about him for so long. The impact of him, the age he's at, and how much he could uh, end up dominating around the middle for Derry for years to come. Um, people are very aware of his talents, and uh, but not always able to um, tone him down. What do uh, what do Monaghan do with him?
1: Yeah, look, it's not uh, like to me the Derry midfield is now the best midfield in the country. Um, you're looking at Dublin with Fenton and McCarthy, uh, and I think what what helps Glass so much, honestly, is that teams are now focusing so much on Brendan Rodgers. Uh, he's such an attacking force for Derry Rodgers. Like he's exactly what they need because. You know they know that there a lot of their attacks are potentially going to be quite slow because they have 15 men behind the ball, and I know you'll see them sprint up into their full forward line to give them that depth in the attack. But Rodgers allows them to break lines, and when he does that, Glass tends to be off his shoulder, and Glass is a a better kicker than Rodgers if that makes sense in terms of a a score getter. I think Rodgers is just so quick and powerful, and he draws defenders to him, and then they can get Doherty and Glass off the shoulder. Uh, Monaghan. It's a big call for them because they have they have a lot of people to tie down there. You know, a lot of Derry's major influences are going to be coming from deep. Obviously, you have McGuigan up front and Ethan Doherty up front, but you know McFall has another couple of weeks in the legs. Potentially, could he start? Potentially, I'd say he's, is he going to get game time? But with, with, with Glass and Rogers, you're nearly getting to the stage where you're thinking you need to man mark both of them. But that makes you very, very suspect at the back because, you know, it's taken two people out of your defensive shape. And this dairy team have now become so game aware that when you're getting man marked, you've seen Rodgers at times with James McCarthy was man marking him. He would go to the sideline. He would just head off, stay in, keep himself out of the attacking sense and allow Dublin to be down one body in terms of defence. And one body is important, especially to this Derry team. It opens up gaps, particularly in Crow Park, particularly in bigger fields. But, you know, in in uh, in Oma this weekend, you'll see if Monaghan decide to man-mark both of them, you'll see at times the two of them just pulling themselves out of the attack. They'll hold back, uh, potentially, to try and get in that quarterback role if they can, or even deeper, and they'll allow the other
0: boys to go and attack and, and cut into those holes that are left the uh, the Armagh Down
2: semi-final then I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a fix on uh, I was trying to all the way through with Johnny uh, trying to figure out which way you were leaning there by the way
1: <laughs> Derry
2: right uh, firmly or what are you thinking
1: I, I think Derry will win. Uh, it- can Monaghan beat Derry? I just think this Derry team are, are too far ahead of them at the minute. Um, but again, you know, the reliance on goals is, is a big thing. But, you know, I thought that, I thought Tyrone would beat Monaghan and I thought that Tyrone can come and put in a big performance and potentially challenge Derry big time because this Tyrone team, we know that they can put in a big, massive performance. Now I know Monaghan went and did that in Omah and Oma is a very difficult place to go and win, um, particularly against the Tyrone team at home that were coming off the back of a good end of end of league campaign. But I just think this Derry team are, are too far down the line. Uh, that confidence boost they got from last year has has stood them in unbelievable stead they're looking at winning all ireland but not, not looking at winning all ireland without winning an ulster championship but don't think they're just so competitive about winning every game you saw their manager on the sideline uh in brewster park a place he knows well literally you know so combative so competitive ch- uh, chasing every turnover ch- uh, cheering every score so uh, yeah i just don't see them being beaten this weekend
0: that's what we want to hear in Monaghan anyway. I think <laughs> Derry are massive favourites. Not happy now, Sean, you've yeah, upset him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I just you can't did see... tell
1: me to put the pressure on them before I
0: come on. <laughs> good man, good man, Sean. I can't see Derry being beaten, lads. I just can't <laughs> see it. it. Wink, wink. <laughs> Get out of it. Um, Armad down is the other one in, in Clonus on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. Sean, you'll have seen Armad up close and personal um, uh, when they beat Cavan. In the, in the quarter final, and, and look, they had nine different scorers. They were, they were reasonably impressive seven ahead at half time, five ahead at, uh, at full time. Pretty good performance from Armagh. There's probably more left in the tank still as well.
1: Yeah, pretty good performance. Like the, the thing, I suppose, for in, in that game is if, if you offered Cavan the majority of those metrics before the game, that it took them. Mm. Uh, I think Armagh only won thirty percent of their own kick out the second half. Um, you know, they got a lot of scores off turnovers. Cavan gave up the ball far too cheaply to them. But like, they've now got an attacking element without a re and O'Neill. Uh, without Stephen Campbell scoring from play, Turbot is a real—you know—he's not called Turbo for nothing. He has gas, he is a jink, uh, and he can finish. Um, so in that regard. He, he's a real test for any defence. Uh, look, Armand know they're going to have to brush up on their own kickouts. Cavan put a real squeeze on them, got six points off. It was the only way Cavan were going to really score against them because they couldn't break them down. This Armand defensive structure has definitely got a bit stronger in the, tr- throughout the National League. So the best way of getting at them is to put real pressure on their, on their long kickout. I think Cavan got six scores off Ethan Rafferty's kickouts. He only won about 50 odd percent of his kickouts. So um, there's room for improvement. They didn't score for the last 17 minutes. People will say, well, they had their job done. The game was won. But look, you're, you're constantly trying to find areas of improvement. They had 114 scored, I think, at about 54, 55 minutes, and they didn't, they didn't push on from that. So that's an area for them to, to go after. Their own kickout is an area for them to go after. But look, they were impressive. As you said, they had nine different scores. If they can get that up to 10 or 11 and have a Reen or Neil back in who kicks three or four points, then, you know, they're going to take beating.
2: We chatted after the Antrim game about how they showed a bit more ambition in attack that wasn't particularly evident during the league, and like maybe again on the basis of of last week, there's more evidence that they're trying to get that ball ahead of the wave. You mentioned like Turbot, there's obviously Grugan, there, Campbell, and, and a few more as well. It looks like they have plenty of options. It looks like now I will say that like, uh, and again I I know who I'm speaking to here, but obviously Antrim are at a level, Cavan are probably a bit, a bit above that, and it's another step up again this weekend. Do you expect that that ambitious? Football that trying to get ahead of the defensive wave to continue for our as the season progresses?
1: Yeah, well, look, is it another step up? Like, you know, Calvin. Comfortably put down aside in the National League. Yeah, down are going to get serious boosts from beating Donegal. And if there's one thing about a downside coming to an Ulster semi-final after having a win under their belt, they'll be confident of winning. They're going to be very defensive. You see them very similar to Donegal a couple of years ago where they were to try and suck bodies into that D area and then they'll get three and four bodies around. And down are purely based on pace. Armagh aren't going to be naive in terms of they'll keep their defensive structure because they no down want uh, Armagh when they're in an attacking sense to suck as many bodies up forward as possible and then hit them with real pace in terms of Liam Kerr, Daniel Guinness, and these boys that are going to come hard from their half back line. Um, but the defensive structure for Armagh is important. Um, they now have, as you said, th- those names up front in terms of Grugan, O'Neill, Mernon's a key file for, for Turbot up there. So they have options up there. Um, Again, Down very like Derry, and now, they're nowhere near as far on the, uh, down the line as Derry. But they they rely on goals as well. They love getting goals. They had opportunities. I remember I saw them in Brefney Park this year, and the two or three real good goal chances. So I think Down are going to need goals to win the game.
2: Um- I just want to take you back to the first point that you made there in relation. It's a fair enough observation that Down and Cavan are probably not a million miles away from each other. I was convinced that after the Talton Cup last year that uh, it was going to be a major boost for Westmeath and for Cavan that they were going to be able to show the teams that are roughly at their level that the value of all those extra games they got. How disappointing on the basis of all of that Um, and I know that you say obviously a lot of the metrics were good they had so many chances that there were ways for you know an extra little bit of percentage of those go over suddenly it's a different game but how disappointing was it uh, with the outcome last night uh, last weekend
1: yeah it's extremely disappointing. It's, it's also extremely frustrating because I mentioned those metrics. Like, and, and I don't want to get into it because Armagh were were the better team. Armagh deserved to win, um, but Cavan had like nine or ten more possessions than them. They had ten more shots than them. So they had a load. They had enough ball to win the game. Uh, they didn't ask enough questions of the Armada defence. They probably didn't probe them enough to tuck shots from outside the scoring zone, which is a decision-making thing as well as a skill execution thing. So in that regard, you'd imagine the players and management would be very frustrated. Um, like I said, they had enough ball, but they didn't work them hard enough. Um, and, and it's nearly... I, I get this sense, and I, I got it even with, with Gall. When, th- when teams talk... And with Derry at the minute, teams talk about defensively set-up teams. What does that do to the... The mindset of the opposition that are playing them I think it just makes them force things a little bit more you'll see teams against Derry going okay we uh, there's, we have to get a shot off really really quickly here or else they're going to have 15 behind the ball teams did it against Donegal there's an extra panic in their attacking sense where it's nearly like there's a shot clock on them in basketball when there's not okay we know Donegal, Derry, Down are going to defend with 15 behind the ball let's just keep the ball let's probe them let's go down the sideline let's stack our runners to far side and see can we hurt them in those areas areas, instead of the constant panic of, oh, they're going to have so many men behind the ball. Everyone's talking now. Armagh are defensively far more solid than the wear. They've worked really hard defensively during the National League. It's going to be so much harder to score against them. So what do we need to do? We need to get a shot off as quickly as we can. But you don't need to do that. And I think that's what Calvin did at the weekend. You know, they took shots from areas that they wouldn't usually do they didn't break out of their defence quick enough to, to get Armagh under pressure there was one you know one example in particular Russian Kieran won the ball he hit a beautiful pass up to and Brady for their second point of the game and they were able to hurt Armagh in a fast transition mm. um, Armagh want to play with a really fast transition they'll, they'll, you know, they'll suck you in and then they'll break really really quickly and they were able to do that better than Calvin and I think that was the key difference between the two teams at the weekend
0: What's the prediction then Shawnee, for, for Armagh down who are Derry going to play in the Ulster final? <laughs>
1: Derry or Monaghan Shane sorry <laughs> of course, of course. Um, uh, who are look you have to fancy Arma I, I, I honestly think that this would be you know I think Kieran McKeever come out and said oh we're looking ahead to six weeks down the line I, I, I don't buy that I, I think just Armagh team really, really, really want to win an Ulster Championship. They certainly want to get to an Ulster Final. They're 15 years without getting to an Ulster Final. They're not going into an Ulster Semi-Final against their very, very near neighbours uh, and not wanting to put in a massive performance. It's very hard to see Armagh not winning. Down have definitely made improvements. I think they'll make substantial improvements under, uh, with this management team, but it's hard to see them being there yet. They didn't get out of Division 3. Yes, to be the Division 1 team in Donegal, but they're going through their issues at the minute. So, look, I I fancy Armada win it.
0: Looking forward to the action, anyway, regardless, across uh, Saturday and Sunday. Shawnee, great stuff as always. Thanks a million. Thanks very much, man. OCB
1: AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.